What is going on, everybody? Welcome to Beyond the Veil. Today, I got a really awesome guest, super awesome guest. We got Brandy Van. How you doing, Brandy? All right. Thanks so much for having me today. I, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Uh, we talk back and forth. I like to get different uh, points of views and perspectives from people that are in the paranormal field and supernatural. I, I think that's that's so important because not one person's experience is the same as as the next. So I'm pretty excited to hear your story. Uh, would you like to give a formal introduction of yourself? Sure. So my name is Brandy Van. I am a spiritual medium and a psychic development mentor. So for those of you who might not know what a medium is, I am able to connect with dead people all day long. Um, and then now I'm a mentor for other people. So if someone wants to develop their psychic abilities or learn that they're a medium, I now have a program that I can help them because you know, when dead people first come to you or any spirit, you might feel a little crazy. You might feel like your people might think you're making it up. So I definitely want to be that person for other people to say, hey, I've been through it. I've heard it all. No judgment. And to get them from point A to Z to learn how to control their abilities. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I agree 100 percent. You know, I think that one of the things that is missing in this world, in the world of supernatural, is is the people that bridge the gap in between in between having the ability and practicing the ability out in the open. Yeah. And a lot of it is so hush hush, you know, so it's like, unfortunately, a lot of people don't talk about it. And I just want to be the spokesperson to say I love this stuff. So, you know, it's yeah, I would just love for people to come out of the closet about it and talk about it. It's actually a really beautiful thing when you have these gifts. So I just feel like, yeah, let's all join together and make the world a better place and use our abilities. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And, and uh, every every psychic medium that I've had on the show, I've, I've mentioned that, you know, it's more sociably acceptable to talk about now, but it's still like one of those those weird things, right? Like, I'm pretty sure like it, it's weird to say, hey, I'm a psychic medium and then wait for somebody's response, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> especially if they don't believe. But, you know, back in the day, back in the day, people that had psychic abilities and were mediums, they were put in insane asylums and institutions and it was terrifying. It, it's scary. Yeah. You know, a lot of people just have the wrong misconception. They think you're a witch or that you're dealing with the occult. Like they just don't understand it enough. So I feel like, yeah, like you said, at least now um, people are talking about it a lot more. They're understanding it more. And now there's even scientists working with us to figure out what's going on in our brains whenever we are able to connect. So I think even the, in the future, it's definitely going to like, who knows, maybe the scientists will take my job. I hope not. But, you know, like hopefully it'll evolve. And so, it, you know, in places like the UK and in other countries, it's so it's such a thing, like it's such a um, thing that they talk about. But now here, it's just not something that in the US we talk about so much. Yeah, in the US, we tend to protect things that other countries don't necessarily protect or gatekeep in that in in that sense. And and so I I applaud you for what you do. You you are a huge uh, help in in your community, and you're doing amazing work. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. No problem. So are you. <laughs> ah, I, you know, you know, I, I try my best. I do my best. Thank yeah. you. Um, so before we get into into the more macabre things of life, um, Brandy, I was reading through your website and I was like, oh, man, you know, what are some talking points that I can go over prior to? 
you were in the crowd in the uh, of the Price is Right, and now this is Drew. Is this Drew Carey Price is Right? Yeah, this is Drew Carey. Nice, nice. <laughs> How? What was that experience like? Oh, it was amazing. I always say it was the best day of my life, and then my husband's like, "What about our wedding?" And I'm like, "That was the second best day." But yeah, the best day of my life was Price is Right. So my husband was like, I want to go to California. And I was like, the only thing I want to do in California is be in the audience of the prices, right? So I like, because I have these abilities, I made vision boards of my husband getting called down. And I would say every day, like, you know, you're the next contestant on the prices, right? And everyone would say like, you're so hyper, you're so going, you're going to get called down. I'm like, no, my husband's going to get called down. And he did. So he got to play, got to spin the wheel. It was like, an eight-hour process like it's, you're there a very long time and at that time before the pandemic there were 325 people in the audience and only like i think six people get called down so when they call your name you have like a maybe 15 second little interview with the the um uh, what's it called with the studio recorder or what's it called <laughs> the producer sorry you can edit that part out <laughs> with the producer and um you have to really like wow them for you to get your name called down and he, i don't know he did it and he got called down and it was so awesome <laughs> that is awesome that's pretty cool that's i've never had anything cool like that happen before <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool um so next i wanted to talk about you you're you love to go some to some more spooky and and some more of the locations that a lot of people don't like to go to. I mean, aside from like Halloween Horror Nights, which I've never been to and I want to go to. Yes, you have to go. It's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm going I'm going to a, a local haunt around here uh in next week. So that's exciting. Okay, when, that's this, when this when this gets recorded, I will have already gone. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I love I love being scared. I, I love I love the you know being intense and like on the back end being like, whoa, that was wild. Um, <laughs> but how how was your experience uh, at ha Halloween Horror Nights? Halloween Horror Nights is so fun. I've never been to the one in California, but the Florida one is so fun. Like even when you're not in the haunted house, they have these scare zones that like I could. I literally could sit there and watch these people on stilts like the entire night. Like I love watching them scare other people and these people just like get so scared out of their minds and their makeup is amazing. And you know, it's because it's got that like movie studio atmosphere to it. So like the actual like haunted house is so like perfectly, like so many details and you really have to go through the haunted houses actually more than once because they kind of like make you go quickly because there's so many people there. I definitely recommend skipping the lines when you're there too. But um, yeah, it's awesome. If I could go every year, I definitely would. Like, it's so much fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, and, and you've also been to Salem. Tell me how what what your experience was like in Salem. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So to give you a little bit of background, so you know, I am a medium and I'm a spiritual advisor, but. A lot of people who have psychic abilities don't also like the paranormal, but I just love all of it. So I love the paranormal as well. So um, I had worked with a mentor and she had told me that I was actually a descendant of witches and all of the witches in my ancestry line were bad witches. So they were doing a lot of curses and spells. And I'm the first one to be like the good witch and trying to do good with my abilities. So when I went to Salem, it was like, I think the witches were like, welcome home. And so much happened to me while I was there. I was seeing like orbs with my naked eye. Like I was on a ghost tour and I'm like not even listening to the tour guide because I'm having my own experiences. 
um I I took pictures and the one picture was like the the bench was haunted and I have a picture of like a head was on the bench like you couldn't see it with your naked eye but then you took the picture and a head was on there and then I also got like this um I don't even know what he was he had like long hair and he was in like a window so anyway so these pictures I took I went to the tour guide place and I said I got caught these pictures and what they do is they go back at night at the same time and they try to recreate exactly what it was like where the moonlight was where there might have been light whatever and there were three of my pictures that they were not able to recreate so they were like this was definitely something that you caught that it was not not like you know in your mind you're thinking it's awesome but then it was like real validation that these things were happening but the crazier thing that I did there was a seance and I always thought a seance would be very scary and actually it was so emotional like I was able to call on my grandma. It was like as though she was sitting right next to me holding my hand. I was crying and I had all my Halloween makeup on. My makeup was all stained up. But yeah, it was like, oh, Salem was so much fun. It was amazing. So yeah, I definitely recommend that you get there. That's awesome. It sounds like it's your Mecca. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I think I feel like a call toward there for sure. Yeah, that's That's pretty awesome. You know, I think I think a lot of times people... Um, when they get called to go to places, they are like, oh, no, it's just nonsense. I shouldn't know. Don't, I don't know why I feel that way. And then there's those of us like me that when you get and you when you get the calling, you're like, I got to go. Yeah, you got to go. Got to go. I got to figure out a way to get there, but I'm going to get there. Yes, um, absolutely. I had and a call. So go ahead. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Um, there's been so many places that it's like you know i'll meditate and i'm like asking spirit to come to me like i've been to like gettysburg new orleans like so many places where it's really haunted and i'll go and then nothing happens and then i get really disappointed because i want something to happen and i feel like come on i have these abilities why can't i get something but i think because my abilities are so for like uh higher spirits and not so much the negative ones maybe that's why they don't come to me but yeah i definitely I try as hard as I can to get an experience, but I'll, with pictures, I almost always get something. So pictures with me are like really awesome. That is super cool. Um, you know, I've had a few experiences. I've never had like apparition. I've never seen it. Can say I've seen an apparition. I've definitely felt things around me. I've heard things around me, uh, but never seen anything. So I think the people that are lucky enough to see things and capture things like that, they are lucky. And I don't mean lucky as in the sense of, oh, I've caught something. I mean, like they, they've gotten to experience something that not a lot of human beings can say that they have. Yeah. So let me tell you about when I saw my apparition. It was so yeah. awesome. So, okay. So in Philadelphia here, um, that's where I'm, uh, that's where I live. And down by the airport, there's Fort Mifflin. Mm-hmm. Every time I go to Fort Mifflin, something happens. That place is super haunted. So one time, like something grabbed my foot. Another time I got a picture of like this smog. Um, but the biggest one happened was I went on a candlelit ghost tour. And so, you know, you're mm-hmm. going around the tour. And then I went back to my car and I was with my husband who's a skeptic. And when we were at the car, now we're not even on the tour anymore, right? We're in the parking lot getting ready to go in the car. And we see an apparition. And it looked like, because the soldiers used to be there, it looked like a revolutionary soldier had, like, the hat on. So we see it, like, marching across like a soldier would back and forth. And so my husband's like, you see what I'm seeing? And I'm like, yeah, you see what I'm seeing? And he's freaked out, but I'm, like, amazed by it. So I turn around and make sure like there's nobody in the parking lot. There's no way this is a shadow of anyone. And then I like run toward the apparition and I'm like, is anybody here? And he just 
trying to prove that it's an apparition. So he wants to leave, but I'm like, hell no. Like, I'm going back to the tour guide. So I tell the tour guy, um, you know, we just saw an apparition in the parking lot. And he was like, oh, my gosh, I didn't say this in the tour, but that's where there used to be a building there. And soldiers would go back and forth. And that's where they would protect the forts. He was like, wow. it doesn't surprise me at all that you saw it. And he was like, that's terrifying. And I'm like, no, it's amazing. <laughs> I was so amazed by it. And then the whole ride home, my husband's driving and like looking in the back, like thinking that the spirit's in the car with us. And I'm like, he's been there for 300 years. Like, I don't think he wants anything to do with us. But yeah, that was like full blown, total apparition, like amazing. And when you have abilities, the people around you start to like feed off of that. And so even though my husband's a skeptic, has no abilities, he was able to see it just because of how strong I am. So that was like amazing. That is pretty awesome. You know, I I've noticed one common thing. Uh, a lot of a lot of people that have abilities, their partners are skeptics. Yeah, which, right. Which I, I don't think that is a point of being like, I have to prove to you that this shit is real, right? But it's more yeah. along the lines of, oh, now you now you know that it's real. Yeah. Can't explain it, but he, you know, you know something happened. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And it's funny, so he uh, we have this thing where even though he doesn't believe he always says if a criminal comes in the house, a physical person, he's got it. But if a bad spirit comes into the house, then I've got it. And I'm like, oh, you're a skeptic, but yet I got to take care of the bad spirits, you know? So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, that, that's wild. That's wild. I, you know, the thing is, is like a lot of people can't comprehend what, what, how they would react in a situation where they, they have encountered the paranormal. Right. I know a lot of yeah. people are like, oh, I would, I, you don't know what you're going to do. Yeah, you, you, you it's it's the same as if your life was in danger and you got put in a situation where it was life or death. You don't know how you're going to handle. It. So it's one of those weird macabre things. And and I believe that energy that the energy cannot be just displaced. Right. Like it has to yeah, keep yeah. going. So therefore, yeah. that energy has to go somewhere. Yeah. And the way I describe it is like if a, if a native spirit came in here right now and tried to scare me, it's really just yourself trust in your self-confidence and i say to treat them like a bully if a yeah. criminal would come in here i'm fight or flight and i'm out the door but if a spirit comes in here i just stand my ground like no you're not going to scare me today you need to get out of my house and you just need to be confident and if they see that they're not scaring you or they're not making your anxiety go then they're going to leave because they know that it's not going to work for me you know so yeah it's actually it's more in your mind what's fearful and you can control that so if you know you can control that then it's not scary Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Brandy, let's dive into it. When was the first time that you realized that you had abilities or gifts? Sure. So I was about 10 years old. Um, I was able to hear spirits more than anything. And so it was my voice, but not my thoughts. And so I thought I was literally going crazy and I was afraid to tell people about it until I realized there was like a pattern that I was like, okay, I think this is a spirit coming to me, but I still just ignored it. Um, and then I started to dabble with the Ouija board when I was like in my mm -hmm. teenage years, which is not good because I didn't know how powerful I was. I didn't know what I was doing. So my very first experience with a spirit that I could see it with my naked eye, um, not in my mind's eye, was I was about 17 and I was going through the woods after a pool party to go get some pizza. There was a path back in the woods and I was with my two guy friends and something growled at us. And I'm thinking, okay, is this an animal? Like, you know, you don't know at that point what it was. 
so they, the two guys, like, thanks a lot. They run, they leave me there by myself. I'm just like literally in shock, can't even run. But this thing came toward me growling and it pushed me into the brush. And I look up and it's like half black, half white figure. And I'm thinking like, wait a minute, this is not an animal. Is this a human like wearing a mask? Like it just didn't make sense. And I'm thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to be attacked. So luckily I was able to muster my courage up. I ran out of the woods. I went back to my parents' house and I called the cops. So the cops went back and they're like, there's nothing back there. And you're thinking like, you know, it doesn't make sense that it was a human because why would they just be waiting randomly in the woods in case some kids walk back there? Like, just didn't make sense. Um, so it took a couple, probably months, if not a year for me to realize like, oh my God, no, that was a negative entity that I had somehow entered into my space. And when you are, when you do have psychic abilities, you're like a bright white light. So he probably, he or she, whatever, probably saw me walk into the woods on this bright white light. And it was probably like, okay, let's see what she can do. Right. It was probably just trying to like taunt me. So that was my very first experience, but I've never had a bad experience like that again. Thank goodness. Um, my next experience was I was in my twenties, early twenties. And my grandma was passing away. So my whole family was around her as she took her last breath. We were holding hands. And as she took her last breath, I had this really strong feeling to look above the bed. And I knew, I didn't think, I knew that I was feeling her spirit leave her body. And when I looked above the bed, there were all these like brilliant colors, like the most magnificent bright colors you've ever seen. And they were forming a star and they were beating in and out, beating in and out like a heartbeat. And I realized she was at peace. She wanted me to see it. She wanted me to know that. And then that's what changed my view on everything. I was like, this is actually a beautiful ability. I want to be able to help myself and others. And then that's what got me on my journey. So that was very two drastic experiences. But um, yeah, that's what led me to where I am today. Yeah, Ouija board. I don't mess with those. Yeah, <laughs> not me anymore either. No, no, you know, and and it's crazy because you can go to target and buy one right yes yeah and i, I think that is so irresponsible yeah. to be I honest. Think if you know what you're doing you can do it correctly um but word of advice though if you're ever trying to get rid of a ouija board people think oh i'm going to burn it or i'm going to give it to someone or i'm going to bury it you actually need to put it in a case because that's where it's going to keep the energy instead of the energy coming out so just a little tip yeah yep, i I have a story of my own about that, but this is not about me. It's about you. Okay. So, so you, 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 you see the, you see the spirit of your grandmother, you know, pass on, move on. Um, where, when did you start like honing your craft and start learning and practicing um, as, as a psychic medium? Yeah. So, I mean, that week I was like reading a ton of books and I started watching TV shows and listening to podcasts. But like nothing was working. I mean, it was like years of, okay, I'm reading a lot about it. I'm learning a lot about it, but nothing's happening. I still can't set boundaries with spirit. I can't control when they're going to come. Um, so I actually took me years to find a mentor. Mm -hmm. And once I did, I only worked with her maybe an hour a month for six months, so maybe six hours. And then my abilities just skyrocketed. Once someone can show you the ropes of this is what you need to do, and so it's basically exercising your psychic muscle. And so I always say, imagine that like you want to lose weight, but you're just reading the exercises and you're not actually going to the gym. It's not going to work. And this is that same way. You need to learn what exercises to do because it's a lot of 
not just meditation, but visualizations. It's a lot of imagination. Um, so you really need to learn how to work out that muscle. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And that's what I teach in my mentorship program. Absolutely. What was the, what were some of the foundation lessons that you learned that you still use today? Yeah. So a huge one is you have to trust your intuition. I mean, that is like the biggest thing for someone, but in order to do that, you need to quiet your ego. You need to quiet the rational mind because your mind is always going to say like, you're just making this up. There's no way you know this. So you really need to trust yourself. Um, so if someone's uh, wondering how to listen to your intuition, there's four steps. So the first, the first step is you have to ask it a question because how are you going to get an answer if you don't ask a question, right? So you have to get into that mindset of asking it a question. Then you need to listen to the answer and you only have four seconds. And that fifth second, your rational mind comes in and you start thinking about the answer. So you have four seconds to feel it in your gut, in your heart, in your soul. And that's your answer. And if it goes to that fifth second, it's in your mind. You've already missed the intuition built. The third step is you need to trust it because it's always going to lead you to the best destination that's right for your life. So get you to your higher path, get you to make the right decision, whatever it might be. And then the fourth step is you need to act on it because if you don't act on it, then it's like you didn't do any of the steps. You're not listening. You're not trusting. So then you have to actually do what it says, even if it might not be something that your mind is telling you to do. You still got to do it. Yeah, I think intuition plays a, a, a big part in, in what you do, right? Because you 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 said it. Your rational brain can take over and it just be like, I ain't doing that. That that's yeah. stupid, right? Yeah, but like, exactly. If if you let your intuition go and you run with your intuition, you'll get better uh, results on the back end. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, how many times have you been like, I knew I shouldn't have done that, right? So that's what we're trying to avoid because it was trying to tell you something and your rational mind got in the way, didn't listen, and then something that shouldn't have happened or bad, you know. Could have been better. <laughs> and that's what we're trying to, to get at, the better stuff. Absolutely. Um, intuition reflects in, in people in different ways, you know, with, with uh, it could be like a stomach ache or, you know, a throb in the head or something. What is it like for you? So mine is actually a tickle in my throat. Um, so I get that a lot. And it's also just like, I can't even describe it. It's just like a, a knowing without knowing how I know. It's just like a yeah. feeling of knowing. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 kind of like nerve wracking. You're like, I know, but I don't know. But I do. yeah, I don't know how I know, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. So uh, so you start on this path and, and you're 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 starting to learn and develop and and become who you are today. What made you want to become a mentor and turn to help other people? Yeah, so I was doing a lot of mediumship readings. I was doing spirit guide readings. And it's great in the moment. Um, I know I'm making a difference uh, in people's lives. I'm giving them a lot of healing and comfort when they're grieving. But then I was thinking like how hard the beginning of my journey was. And I was like, why was it so hard to find someone? Like, why is no one mentoring? So I would love to just be able to create as many light workers as possible, because the more people that can do this, the more we can help. So I just feel like my mission or my purpose here is to make more of those people so that we can help more people. And I feel like that's my greater calling. And honestly, like, I don't want to talk to dead people all day. So yeah. 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 Yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine that it gets annoying sometimes. Yeah. And then I'm not living like my human life because then I'm just like, you know, in the dead world all the time. So yeah, (laughs) this is a great compromise. (laughs) Absolutely. I heard a really cool saying the other day uh, that says, uh, I am a soul living a human experience. Is that something that yeah. you kind of feel? Yeah, absolutely. 
I always say we um, we are a soul with a body. We're not a body with a soul. Yeah. yeah. I would agree. I would agree wholeheartedly. So um, you talked about meditation a little bit. What does what does meditation do for you? Meditation just clears my mind um, so that I, I mean, I can get to the point where I'm not having any thoughts, which it takes a lot to get there. It is a meditation practice. You do need to practice it. Um, and then once I'm in that completely clear state, um, consciousness transcends death. So then the consciousness of our deceased loved ones can then go into my mind as a I'm a channel for them. And then I start to think their thoughts. So when I'm doing a reading for someone, even though I'm having thoughts, they're not mine. They're their deceased loved ones. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I love meditation. It, it, it changes the whole scope of every part of my day, every yes. part of my situation, yes. even if it's just deep belly breathing, right? Like it just changes yeah. the scope. And when people say, I used to hate it before I did it. And when, when I'd hear people say, just breathe, I'm like, I am right. <laughs> I am. Uh, how am I talking to you if I'm not breathing? But I understand it now. I understand yeah. it now. It's so much yeah. different than just breathing, right? It's, yes. it's an exercise of pushing all the negative stuff out. Yes. And on the in, in the inhale, envisioning positivity. So I always say to envision that white light coming in, it's going into your heart, your lungs, your blood, and exhaling anything negative. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Go ahead. I always notice too, like, why am I in a bad mood today? And I'm like, oh, I didn't meditate yet. Yeah. 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 So I, I used to provide these, I, I used to do these classes for uh, another project that I do. And uh, it's not supernatural in any bit, but when I would do these training co uh, classes at the beginning, uh, we would either do like a process through your day or like I'd say, hey, look, you know, we can meditate. And for five minutes or so, and I would lead the meditation. And on the back end of it, people are like, we need to meditate. Literally was like, they, I would come and I'd give them the option the next day. They're like, meditate. We need, I don't care to talk about my day. We need to meditate. And it's all about the language too, right? Like it's the yeah. presence that you give, but it's also about, about the language you use about envisioning yourself surrounded by a shrouding white light, you know, giving off that energy, taking that light inside of you. And it changes the scope and the, the perspective of, of everything around you. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that the different hertzes in the meditation, um, that frequency can also get you to feel different things. So I always tell people, you know, you can always like go on YouTube or whatever and put in like spirit guide meditation or put in calming meditation. There's different hertzes um, that will actually, you'll have different experiences within your meditation if you do that. So yeah, you always want to look out for like, you know, different types of meditation as well. But I don't do guided meditations anymore. I'm just like the, the music now. Yeah. Do you, so, so you just said music. I was, I was about to ask, what kind of music do you meditate to? Um, so it depends on what I'm trying to do that day. So yeah, if I'm trying to communicate with a spirit guide, spirit guide, um, shamanic healing. So I'll listen to like Native American music. So I think it literally changes every day. Like there's never one thing. It just depends on what I'm trying to focus on and have my intention on that day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, it's weird that you said, you know, Native American music and shamanic music, um, cause I'm, I'm studying it in some shamanic right now. Awesome. And weird parallel. Um, but, yeah. uh, but I've, I've been having a lot of those since I started doing this show, which it's, it's awesome. It's, it's crazy wild. Cool. Um, but I had a spiritual experience earlier this year where I was listening and like, I was listening to a song and I started going into a meditative state. And next thing I know, like 
I could feel the rhythm of the drums in my chest. Wow. And I could, it, it was like I was feeling the sound waves hit my body and reverberate off of it. And it was insane because I haven't felt that in a while. Like I, I used to meditate all the time. And I used to do deep meditations where like you could punch me and I wouldn't feel it. Wow. And yeah. And so like the benefits of, of meditation just don't go into like calming yourself down. It goes into so much more. Oh, you yeah. can do a lot more past med, you know, past meditation, past all of that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it improves your sleep. It helps with anxiety. Like it does. It's so it's so good for you. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's crazy so, when I meditate. Um, a lot of times the electronics will go like crazy. So like all of a sudden the ceiling fan will turn on and be on like high speed, or like the let you know the lights will start to flicker. And my husband's always like. Tell your friends to go away. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, now, do you believe that you can displace your soul anywhere? Like you can put, like you can, you can physically, well, not physically, obviously, but you can try take your soul and send it somewhere else and do some work somewhere else. So I do, um, but I think it takes a lot of almost like being hypnotized. Because I feel like you really need to do it with someone who knows what they're doing. You don't want to do this on your own. And I'm, I'm speaking of my own experience. So I did a past life regression therapy session. And so the whole point of past life is to like see what trauma you went through and what you're learning in this few, um, this life of what you like are supposed to learn from your last life and heal through those traumas. But I wasn't traumatized. I mean, I did go through trauma, but I wasn't traumatized by that. What I was traumatized by was my spirit leaving my body. It was like I went to the past and then I went to the spirit world and then I came back. But that whole time I was sitting on my couch for like four hours. And when I came back into my body, I was so uncomfortable for days. I was like, like, it felt like I had aches and pains, like when you have the flu or something and I had a headache, my stomach hurt, I wasn't hungry. So it was actually like, I was more traumatized. Like I would much rather just stay in my physical body. Uh, but yeah, so I definitely think it can happen. And I don't know if it was that much stronger for me because I have abilities. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that I like left and came back, like really freaked me out, but other people love it. So, you know, whatever, whatever everybody likes. <laughs> I know everybody's different. Um, one of the things that I wondered about is, how much does validation play uh, in, in uh, a role for you? So at the beginning, validation is huge. And even when I was doing mediumship readings, they would like the reader or I'm sorry, the sitter would validate something. And I would still be doubting myself because my ego would still be in it. And my rational mind saying like, you're just pulling this out of your ass. And I am no, like they're clearly like, how would I have known this? And so it is that self-trust because you need to trust in spirit. You need to trust in the message. You need to trust in yourself. And that takes time to really do it. Um, but now I'm at the point where I don't need validations anymore. I just trust it. And that's a really good place to be in whenever you don't need the validations anymore and you just trust it because there might be someone that says, no, this doesn't make any sense to me. This is like not making any sense. And then they might come back to me a week later and say, Oh, you know what? I talked to my mom and she said everything made sense to her. So you like, even in that moment, you, you, they might not think it's validating, but it might be. So you just have to trust it. Yeah. You know, sometimes you receive messages that aren't intended for that person, but somebody uh, yeah. in, in their family or along down the line. Exactly. Yep. And that's something for them to hold on to. Yeah. 
And you can't change the message either. That's another huge thing. Your ego or your rational mind wants to understand the message. And that's why you just have to, as soon as you feel it, give that message because then your mind's going to come in and try to make it make sense, like how it would fit in your life. But it's not about me, right? It's about the person I'm reading. And so you really have to just word for word, whatever the message is, give it. Um, And I'll tell you what the hardest thing is, is like when someone's not at peace, and someone comes to me and they want like comfort and they want, you know, to heal, heal. And I have to tell them like, oh, I'm so sorry, but your loved one is not at peace yet. They will be at peace. But I think a lot of times people think they just automatically go over and they're at peace. And that's not always the case, especially in like suicide cases or someone that died young unexpectedly. Like there are times where they're not at peace yet and I have to tell them and that's the hardest message and your mind so wants to change it but you just can't you have to trust it yeah uh that's what I that was my next question was you know what's the hardest thing but um you know how how would you how would you get uh somebody at peace or is that something that that spirit has to work through in order to get past I mean yeah you can um cross the spirit over when they're earthbound but I feel like you know you're you're opening the door but for them to walk through it i feel like they really need to do it on their own so they need to whatever it is that they're here for you know that they're, they need to either work it out they need the biggest thing really is they need to accept themselves and just whatever it is just let it go and realize there are no judgments and they just need to pass on so you can have that conversation with them and i'm sure some mediums will probably disagree and say like no i can definitely cross them over but that's been in my experience that i feel like I can take them so far, but then they need to do the rest of the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what are the next steps for you? What does your future look like? My future. So right now I do have a day job and my future would be just like traveling and I can do my mentorship program all day, every day without having to be in one place. I can travel, Um, quitting my day job. And the best thing about the program is watching these people's transformations. Like, it is so awesome when someone comes in and they're like, I think I have an ability. I'm not sure if I do. And then by the end of the program, like, they have abilities that I don't even have. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh. And they and they always get, like, halfway through and they're like, I, I don't think this is working. I think I'm going to quit. And I'm like, listen, it's not going to happen overnight. Keep going. And then by the end of the program, they're doing amazing things. And, like, if I could just witness that all day, every day, like, that would be heaven on earth for me. Absolutely. What, what, what does it make you feel like when you see somebody that kind of gets over that hurdle of their brain or their ego or their emotions? Yes. I can't even describe it. It puts me back to where I was at one point, you know, and I remember my aha moments of whenever I got through that, it is just a feeling of like pure joy and like feeling like I'm really living in alignment with what I'm meant to do because I like, I don't want to say like, yay is me. I got them there, but I was able to be that channel for them for that to happen. And now they're going to go do amazing things. And that chain of events, like knowing that they had to make that decision to come to me. And then I was able to do it. We worked together. Like it's like indescribable. Love it. Yeah. There was a chain of events that had to happen to get them to where they are. Yes. Yeah. And I can get them on that path. Like, oh, so lucky. (laughs) That, that is pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. Uh, before before we go, what uh, what do you feel was your was your hardest situation that you've been in as a medium? Um, yeah, so it was definitely like I was saying with the okay. So there was this twenty one year old male, and he it was his twenty first birthday, and again he's in the spirit world. Um, so his parents came to me for a message from him, 
But on his 21st birthday, his friend was driving and they were at the bar and they got in an accident on the ride home. He was the passenger. He passed away and the friend did not. And his message was just full of anger, full of resentment and bitterness. And, you know, he had passed away probably 12 years ago at that point, I think it was around there. So a significant amount of time had passed. Um, But for me to give them that message was just, it was so hard. And you really have to take your emotion out of it because then your rational mind's getting in there. So you really have to just stay stoic and they're crying. And I'm like, do you still want me to continue with the message? And they wanted me to. but I always say they're not at peace yet because I, I they will be at peace. I don't want them to think they're never going to be at peace. So I wouldn't give them that hope. But, you know, obviously they came to me for it now. And, you know, and sometimes that message just isn't there. And that's it's just always the hardest thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Brandy, where can we find you at? So you can go to my website, brandyvan.com. That's Brandy with an I. Um, and they, if anyone wants to book a discovery call to see if you're a good fit for the mentorship program. But, you know, I just want to be that like-minded community. So even if you just want to share your experience, know that you're not crazy and have someone to listen and tell you I know exactly where you've been, um, they can call me for that as well. I can obviously talk about this stuff all day long. So just never like anyone's bugging me. You can always reach out. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Brandy, for hanging out and sharing your experience. I appreciate you. Thanks so much for for, having me. Thank you for the work that you do. It's very important. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. And everybody, thank you for hanging out with us and listening to Brandy's story. I appreciate every single one of you guys. And until next time, much love. Be good.